And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, everybody. It's a brand new week here at Major League Baseball, which means you're listening to the best podcast in the world. That's right. You're listening to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio with me as always. My man, Ryan Horvath. Check him out on BetMGM tonight. You can check him out all throughout the country and a ton of Odyssey stations. He does it all. Ryan, how you doing, man? We had an exciting baseball weekend. And if you're in Boston, the worst weekend of your life. Yeah, pretty much, man. Like, that's my two biggest takeaways from the weekend that we'll just start right off the bat was we were doing the show on Friday night, and, you know, there was some decent baseball going down, but all I could watch, I couldn't take my eyes off of what was going down with the Blue Jays just curb stomping the Red Sox, man. My hope was that they were going to break the record. I wanted to see 31 runs scored in that game. They kind of took their foot off the gas, pulled some guys. We had some pinch hitters at the end, but... Boston's terrible right now. They're a bad baseball team, man. Like, I was looking at this, and, and, you know, you brought it up right before we jumped on. Like, should they maybe be sellers at the deadline? And I think that they should, and I think Me that too. they should try to get the most for what they have available because they're they're brutal right now. Like, the last 10 games, here's what doesn't make sense. Like, they're terrible in the field. Uh, they can't pitch right now. They're allowing the 23rd most runs in the game. They've committed the 17th most fielding errors. They're not a good baseball team. But the last 10 games, they're hitting 207 against righties. And now tonight they're going to go against Plesak, who struggled. But, I mean, we'll talk about that game coming up. I don't know that they win tonight. I don't know that they take this series. And if they don't, it should be time maybe for them to look to move some pieces. Yeah, they're one and nine in their last 10 games. They've looked absolutely atrocious. And you're talking about errors. We're not even, t- we got to actually bring up the games that didn't even have errors. Like a, like a gimme grand slam inside the Parker that was not an error because the ball was never touched. Yeah, t- tough weekend for the uh, Boston Red Sox. Injuries have killed them. This team has been snake bit though. I mean, look how this team started without Sale to start the year. Then Sale comes back and is looking good. And he breaks his finger on his throwing hand because of a line drive back at him. If there is just the baseball gods telling you that this is not your year, that is, it's it's happening in Boston. What else can you say? This team needs to start moving guys, and they have some very intriguing pieces. Uh, immediately, my mind goes to J.D. Martinez. There are a lot of teams that would love to get their hands on J.D. Martinez, and I think at the very top of that list would be the New York Mets. Yeah, I completely agree, man. I mean, and they could move Xander maybe, especially if they're going to lose him in free agency, you know, because – I don't know that they're going to overpay. I, I think that somebody's going to offer him a lot of money and he might be on the move. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't know who in that rotation I would even want if my team was 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 a contender right now. But I definitely think that they could be sellers at the deadline. Or, you know, them be in Boston and with the expanded postseason, maybe they'd like try to go all in for an hour. Maybe they go after Castillo. I don't know. They could go one of two ways, but it's looking more and more like they'll be sellers, which is crazy because going into the season, like I didn't love them, but I figured they would just be the middle of the road team that could possibly sneak in. And now I don't know. It's been a rough couple of weeks for them. It has. In fact, uh, looking at the divisions as we seek, they're three spots out of a wild card spot. The Orioles are a, game, a half game behind them, three and a half out of a wild card spot. And the Rays, Blue Jays, and Mariners all clinging on to the wild card spots above that. Um, we are we are touching a little bit on this weekend, and we're touching a little bit on how this weekend is affecting the trade market. We just mentioned the Orioles. A lot of people calling that team regarding Trey Mancini. Um 
do the Mariners, do the Orioles move them? Uh, we're kind of at that point. Do they move them? Is it a good idea to move them? Can this team compete? Is this team really trying to get to playoffs now? Because if they move Mancini, that tells me the answer is no. You know what, man? Like, here's the thing about Baltimore. Because they didn't go into this season ex- expecting this, Nothing. Right? No hope whatsoever. Forever in June. And now, though, I mean, they won 10 straight games before the All-Star break. So what I'm saying is this is a pretty good baseball team. And I know they just came off a tough series, obviously, against the Yanks. And, you know, but the only thing is, I feel it's so hard to win in baseball and to ever be a contender. And baseball is so fluky. I mean, I'm not comparing this team to the Braves or I'm not comparing this team to the Washington Nationals. But how do you sell your fan base if you're trading a guy like Trey Mancini, who's not only a great baseball player, but what what a story and what a dude off the field, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, you might not be able to bring him back. But if, if you're this close and like you don't even have John Means going right now, you do have some pieces, some prospects. Why not just why, why would you sell right now? Why not go all in and try to get into the postseason? Because. I mean, you have a fan base that hasn't been there in forever. I mean, this is this is just what I what I hate about the sport. Like being a Cubs fan, I would rather be losing right now with Kyle Schwarber and Anthony Rizzo. You know, at least competing, like to sneak in as a wild card. It's bad when your team's thirty games below five hundred and the season's over in July. Even if you have some exciting prospects, it's tough to watch. So I don't think Baltimore. I think if anything, maybe they should try to try to add some pieces because they're right there for a wild card. And that team could score runs, man. And if they could add an arm or two, they could be scary. Not saying they could win a series, but they could get in, and that would be fun. That would be awesome for their fans. So I don't think they should sell. If they do, though, man, imagine getting your hands on Mancini. That, that's a guy that a lot of teams could use. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I have a huge takeaway on this weekend that's going to surprise you because there were some sweeps this weekend. Uh, the Phillies got swept by your Cubs. Um, yeah. You know, we already talked about the Orioles in a tough series against the Yankees. I'm going to bring up a team that got swept this weekend, but I'm not going to fade them because of it. In fact, I'm actually going to praise a team that got swept. I'm going to praise the I'm going to praise the Mariners, and I want to hear me you to hear me out on this. Okay. One, the Astros are playing out of their minds. They swept the doubleheader against the Yankees right the day after the All Star break, and then they went into Seattle and swept Seattle. This team, I'm going to say it now, with the Yankees in the same league. This is the best team in the American League right now. The Houston Astros are the best team in the American League, in my opinion. The Mariners fought them hard every single one of these three games. They lost all three games, but it was not a one-sided affair. In fact, the Astros got out to early leads in all three games, and the Mariners battled back in all three games. It was a knockout, dragout fight. I know it's a sweep, but this was a much closer series than the the, uh, report card is actually showing. I'm liking this Mariners team that that's their first three losses. Hell first losses in 17 games. In fact, in their last 17 games, 14 and three, I'd watch out for this team going forward. I am not worried about the Mariners. They do have flexing going today, which is not music to my ears, but I still like this team a lot. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Two very good points right there, because I agree. I think they're going to get into the postseason. I think they're going to make a move. And uh, I, I don't really take a whole lot. I mean, the Astros right now, in my opinion, are the best team in all of baseball. They are so scary. Look, at yesterday's game was a perfect example. Altuve homers, leadoff homer, then Pena homers. It's 2-0 already. Like you said, before the before the bottom of the third, it was 6-0 already. Mm-hmm. They just apply pressure. That team could score. They could pitch. The Astros right now are the best team in baseball. I love they the Yankees, but the Astros. Uh, I don't know. The Dodgers, man. The Dodgers the other team that scared the living hell out of me. I mean, look at the, look at the Dodgers, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point right there. Uh, but the Mariners, I'm, I'm with you. Like they did battle hard and they went down and they could have easily just folded like Boston did on Friday night. No, they battled back, man. They're a young team. I like them a lot. But my biggest takeaway is just how damn good the Astros are. They're, They're so good. Of course, the Dodgers in the National League, man. Um, ah, rough weekend for – rough night for the Padres last night. Yeah. I Because I, uh, I was going to bring up the Mets, too, up there with the Dodgers. I just – I need to see DeGrom back out there. And I, I have no idea what's going on, you know, with that situation. So, yeah, the Dodgers, the Yankees, obviously, but the Astros right now are tough. They are tough. Well, let's talk about the Padres real quick because, listen, we got a trade deadline coming up. We have Juan Soto's name out there, and I have not been quiet that I think the Padres are going to get Juan Soto. I really think they're going to, and it has nothing to do with anything other than one name and one name only, and that is A.J. Preller. He's a madman. He will sell anything he can possibly get his hands on to get Juan Soto. And with this team that's been playing pretty well all season long without uh, without Fernando Tatis Jr., and they are supposed to get him back. He's now swinging the bat. They're apparently, they even said yesterday, they're still pumping the brakes on bringing him out already. But if you add a Juan Soto to that lineup and you get back a Fernando Tatis Jr. and what you're getting out of Manny Machado, this team immediately immediately becomes the most scary offense in the National League West, and that is with the Dodgers in your division. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Watch the Dodgers will end up being a third, like like the fourth, third or fourth team that enters the sweepstakes. They'll be the mystery team. They'll end up getting Juan Soto and stealing them away from the Padres. My main concern right now after reading the John Heyman tweet yesterday is just, you know where he's going to end up. He's going to end up going to St. Louis because they get whatever they want. Like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. Look what they gave up for those two guys. What was Colorado doing? What I, I'll never understand those two moves. I'm Why not gonna you... lie though. The, the the timing of this is a little odd to me. I don't think they're actually in on Juan Soto. I think this is posturing. I think this is 100% posturing. Because what? No, hear me out on this. Really, okay. hear me out on this. All right. What was the number one story yesterday regarding the Cardinals until this story broke? Goldschmidt and it will them not maybe able to make the trip to Canada because they're not vaccinated. Guess what we're not talking about today. Yeah, nobody cares. I think the Juan Soto thing, I'm going to say it. I think the Juan Soto thing is just a lie. I don't think it's remotely real. So the Nats want four to five top young players. So you have to look at, you know, that's the only thing. What is, what are the Padres willing to give up? Are they giving up a guy like CJ Abrams like we were talking about last week? Yeah. Here you want you want to know they're yeah. giving up the Do- the Padres have three players in the top 100 I believe right now as far as prospects. Yes. Um, yeah. CJ Abrams being one of them, Luis Camposano being another one, and Hassel being another one in I think low A. All three of them are gone. If they want Juan Soto. All three are gone. So is Mackenzie Gore. All three, all four are gone, and then probably and probably two more guys uh, on top of that. Um, outside of that, if I'm the Nats, I don't accept anything lower than at least those three guys and probably two other major prospects. Um, the Dodgers have like six guys in the top 100, and Always. you know the Dodgers have no problem whatsoever parting ways with them. I mean, the, think about this. The Dodgers are have no problem parting ways with anyone. They hated the Astros. They hate the Astros now. They gave the Astros Jordan Alvarez after they lost the World Series to them. Trust me, the Dodgers don't care about any of their prospects. They're happy to move them. I mean, that Padres package, if that's if, if they'd be willing to give up all those guys, I mean, I would not, if I'm the Nats, I'm see, I would do everything in my power, especially with a new ownership group possibly coming in. 
You know, I would want Juan Soto on my mm-hmm. team for the next 10 years. I would just give him whatever he wants. Say you want $550 million. We want to break records. Let's break records. He's 23 years old. He's already won a World Series. And it's Washington. It's not like it's New York. It's not Los Angeles where you're not luring every free agent that you want. You know, you're not be, you're not going to be able to, you know, make these deals at the deadline and get guys like this. But, man, that package right there, Gore, and if you get Abrams, I would do it in a heartbeat. What, I'm, what, taking yeah. that. I'm taking that because I mean, at least you could sell the fans on you're trying to rebuild. Because and I know, and I know, Padre fans would be like, "What? That's too much of a package." Oh, give me a break! Look what you gave up for Blake Snell. Look at True. what you gave up for Blake Snell. True. If you gave that up for Blake Snell, the package I'm suggesting right now is one third of what the package will likely be. I'd give it, I, I, and I would do it too for Juan Soto, like you said, Juan Soto, Tatis, and Machado in that lineup. I mean that's murderer's row. Like, and here and here's the thing. I I know what you're. You, I know anybody that's listening to that have idea. Tossing, uh, uh, Josh Bell too in that pack. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the Padres would do anything about for that if they can. If they could actually throw like into the deal like Hosmer and get back Josh Bell too. You think you think AJ Preller wouldn't jump all over that? He right. would. But here here's the thing. You I know a lot of people hear what I just said and be like, oh my God, that. But you're giving away the Padres' entire future. The Padres have been playing for the future for the past 50 years. It's time to win now. The end. I'm so tired of hearing about the San Diego Padre future. You know how often I heard about it for the seven years I was there? Daily. Oh, my God. The future, the future, the future. Enough with the future crap. Win now. Go get Juan Soto. I agree, man. And CJ's great. I think he's going to have a hell of a career. But I don't know that he's having Juan Soto's career. And we've seen Juan Soto perform. I mean, he just won, won the home run derby. He won a World Series. He's one of the most exciting players in all of baseball. So that's the only thing. Like, I hate getting in. I, I would do this when I did Milwaukee radio, you know, and like it was, hey, you want, you, and it would be a name like this would come up, not Juan Soto, but it would be Manny Machado. It would be Mookie Betts. And people in Milwaukee would be like, well, you can't give up Keston Hera. You can't give up, you know, uh, Freddie Peralta. And I'm like, but you do because um, I would give them both up. These guys pan out, man. Yeah, that's something that always drives me nuts. Everybody, well, the future, the future. Yeah, yeah, to a degree, the future. But right. um, at the end of the day, if your goal is to win this season, I don't care about your future. You're going to get fired before the future arrives if you don't win now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So screw the future. Yeah. We do some prop bets. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Why not? Because I got a couple of them. You got anything that immediately jumps out of you on today's matchups? Because I got a home run prop just to start the day. All right, you want to hit it? You hit me with the home run prop because I'll go strikeout first. And I've and I've never been quiet about my thoughts on home run props, but I really think Shohei Otani's going yard today, and I got him at plus four hundred off of Zach Ranky. He's three for thirteen off of him career, uh, with one double, and that's his only extra base hit. But it's a small sample size. Granky gives up home runs. He's given up eleven this season, four to lefties. I just like this left-on-right matchup. I could see Granky trying to leave one of his patented Granky EFUS 65-mile-per-hour pitches in there and Otani just putting it way over the fountains. Love it. I got a strikeout prop to start off, and this one is a little scary. I'm not going to lie, but I just got to play the numbers, and I got to play that the Phillies, after being embarrassed, uh, after Nick Castellanos was ripped by the media, I think that they're going to come out swinging today. I mean, that's a team that could score runs. They're just terrible defensively, and they can't pitch. Like, they, they can't pitch. But I'm going to go Max, 
What were you saying? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, we're going to double back on this. Go ahead. Max Freed. Under five and a half strikeouts, <sighs> minus 110. So he's, I love Freed, man. But Me too. He's had six strikeouts, recorded six strikeouts in just one of his last five starts. He's that averaged true. five a game, okay? He's had six strikeouts in just one of his last five. Um, I just got done telling you that. And then he's had six. He's had six strikeouts in only nine of 19 games this season. He averages five. He's won against the Phillies once this year, went under the number, had five. Mm-hmm. And since that game, the Phillies at home, 293 plate appearances against lefties. They have a K rate of just 18%. The last three games, they've averaged seven Ks per game. But for some reason, um, I, I, I like this one a lot. So I'm going to go with Freed under five and a half strikeouts. I'm going to do some gambling because the numbers do back you up on this. And I agree with that. His last, his last three outings, he's gone four Ks, five Ks, five Ks. Uh, the over under set at five and a half. I'm going to take the over at minus 130. But I freely admit that this line is placed in a very dangerous spot either way. And I hear what you're saying about the Phillies. But really, was the media going after uh, Nick Cassianos? Or do we agree that the media member should lose his credential and honest to God should never work again? Yeah, that pissed me off. and Pissed me off endlessly. Just because there was a different way to ask that question, if you had to ask the question. How Honestly, does it feel? There was no way to answer, ask that question. That was an antagonistic uh, question that was the goal of said question and then the fact that he doubled down and saying i think you have the capacity well no he did answer it how about this do you know how to speak do you, you know, do you speak can you speak can you speak yeah. i don't care if you did you just answered a question it's a rhetorical question i hate this guy i hate that reporter that you posted that actually defended that guy with the most embarrassing tweet i've ever read in my life these guys are old and need to go away yeah. they belong nowhere near my game beat it it's year one of the deal He's in a slump right now. I promise he's going to bounce back and he's going to be just fine. Here's the thing. You don't trade him. You don't deserve him. I'll take him back in Chicago. I said he could hit 235. He could hit 220 for my team for once, like, like anytime, man. Send him down to Miami. Send him down to Miami right now. I'll never forget the year where the Cubs acquired him and they uh, peed the bed, we'll just say, because this is a kid-friendly podcast. And he just sat in the dugout for like 45 minutes after that game and it broke my heart. All the guy wanted to do was play in the postseason. But I just... What a terrible question. You're obviously, you know, you're trying to, he knew what he was doing right there, man. And, and he knew he was trying. I hated that. I hated if you, that. if you are a reporter and your goal is to be antagonistic, find a new career. You, you don't belong in this industry. Like the dude's got a family. He just moved his family to Philadelphia. And I get that's a tough place to play, but the guy, this guy thinks he's a real baller, pretty much calling him a bum. Like it's year one. He's going Clown. to be fine. The entire te- bad news. The entire team stinks right now. Yeah, by the way, the team just swept uh, swept going into the All-Star break. They're doing this without their uh, MVP player in Bryce Harper. Oh, also, their pitching sucks. Like, uh, is, is Nick Cassianos on the mound for your team, too? Is he your GM? No. Shut up. My God, Nick Cassianos is one of the most exciting players in baseball. You don't like him? Fine. Trade him to the place he wanted to go. Send him down to Miami. Send, send him down to Miami and see how this works out for you guys, Philly, because I guarantee you, you send his ass to Miami, he's going to knock your ass out of the playoffs every year for the next five years, and I will laugh my ass off as he does it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got a no run in the first inning for you. Let's hear it. It's kind of, again, these are – man, I'm looking at this slate today. Some of these props are a little scary because mm-hmm. I actually like a no run in the first inning that's plus money. I didn't want to play – like all the stuff I liked today was like minus 150. I'm done doing that with these. Uh, but I do like plus money nerfies. I'm going to go Springs against Pavetta, actually, Rays against Red Sox. 
Um, Pavetta, the one dude I semi-trust, even though he hasn't been great lately mm-hmm. for Boston. But Springs this season on the road is 5-0, and hasn't given up a run. 9-1 uh, and all season. And if you look at the lineup, they can't hit them. J.D. Martinez, 2-for-21 against them. Uh, even Xander's 3-for-19. So I'm going to go with the no run in the first inning. Uh, Springs against Pavetta. He's 14-2, and two, no run in the first inning this year. 58 first inning batters. They're only hitting 164 against them. So take a shot with that one. I like it. Although it is, I believe it's Springs' first uh, outing after coming off the IL, correct? Yes. So yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little scared to kind of bet on anybody's first game out the IL, unless of course your name is uh, Max Scherzer, of which of course I'm yeah. going to play everything, um, and I probably do, will do the same thing for Degrom when he comes off as well. But I do like that number. I like the nerfy in that one. Uh, I got one for you. I'm going Dodgers alternate run line plus 100. It's the only way to get value against the Nationals, really. Um, and uh, Tony Gonsolin over 18 and a half outs today, plus 125. I'm surprised I'm getting plus money on the 18 and a half. I I know he didn't have his best outing, his last outing going into the All-Star break. And then, of course, he gave up some runs during the All-Star game. But I'm not super worried about this Nationals lineup at the moment. Um, I do have one more uh, prop I want to bring up. And right. it it's I'm going total bases here. And I already yeah. talked about what I'm feeling good about Max Freed. I'm going to directly contradict it because there is one player on the Phillies who owns Max Freed. And it's not the name you're expecting. JT Real Muto has 28 at-bats. He's hitting 357. He's got three home runs off of him and two other extra base hits. Uh, JT Real Muto over one and a half total bases at plus 135. I wanted to go hits. Obviously, they gave me they were only giving one hit and it was at like minus 170. So then I had to go with total bases over one and a half and I'm getting plus money. And JT Real Muto really sees Max Freed well. I love that, man. The other one that I was looking at, the number was really low, was uh, Syndergaard's strikeout prop tonight was only three and a half, but it was minus 165. That seems low, and I don't trust him at all. So mm-hmm. not a whole lot for props. I do got a couple picks that I really like, a couple underdogs today, but that's about all I got for the props today. Well, then why don't we go ahead and take a break, and we'll come right back here on BetMGM Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL. Ryan Horvat and I are going to be going over all the game slates on Monday evening and, of course, the series going forward. More on that right here on BetMGM Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back, BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL, Cody Decker, myself, Ryan Horvat. And uh, we just went through some props that we like for this slate Monday, July 25th. Now we're going to get into the games. Let's start with the first game of the evening. I got to be honest, and I continue to say this, man. Monday, I want some daytime baseball. I want to I want to wake up and watch some baseball. I do not want to wait until 6.40 p.m. Eastern first pitch. And then when the first game does arrive, I don't want it to be the Cincinnati Reds sitting there at 36 and 58, hosting my Miami Marlins, who have been struggling. Five games below 500, 45 and 50 on the season. We're getting plus money tonight with, with Rodgers on the mound. And if this is 14 months ago, I'd be all over this. But he struggled. Four and nine on the year. The ERA, 546. And uh, I can't do it. I don't think I could do it. 
I can't do it with the strikeout props. I actually kind of like the Reds. I'm staying away from this game, though, man. I want nothing to do with this game. If I fade the Marlins, they'll score eight runs. Rodgers yeah. will strike out ten. Marlins, if I fade, they'll get chased out in the second inning. I There are things about the Marlins I love, and there are things about the Marlins I hate. Love their pitching staff. Hate their offense. Um, they're just so so inconsistent it's driving me nuts because i want to bet on the marlins i want to bet on the marlins especially against the reds and they're giving me plus money but rogers man if i had any other name on the mound today i would be jumping all over this but i got rogers who as we know and i want to add this he was amazing last year and like nick Cassianos, he had a bad not a good first half of the season doesn't mean the season can't be turned around. He honestly, I'm not done with him forever. Yeah, it, it might it might get turned around, and I hope it does. But I'm waiting for it to turn around before I start jumping back on the Marlins, and especially on the Rogers. Yeah, really quick, and that's just my thing, man. Is like we everybody overreacts. Baseball is really weird, and we see guys have seasons where they slump all year long, season long slumps. We that saw it mean- last year on bo- two award winners. Robbie Ray was not good the first half. He won the Cy Young. Bryce yeah. Harper was not great the first half. He won the MVP. They were booing him in Philadelphia. He just had a better, he just, yeah. Um, all right. Braves, Phillies tonight. You got the Braves out here in DC right now. Bet MGM minus 185 on the money line. The Phillies plus 150. The total in the game is eight and a half. And I got to be honest. So Freed's on the mound and I'm going under on the strikeouts, the prop that I gave, but he's been great. He's Got a 2.64 ERA. He's 10 and three on the season. He's won three of his last four starts with at least two of those victories coming on the road. So he's just as good on the road. But I kind of wanted to play the Phillies plus money after being embarrassed this weekend, but I can't do it because Ranger Suarez this season against the Braves, he's faced them twice, uh, lost both 11 total innings. He's given up 12 hits, nine runs, two dingers, walk six. I just don't know that I could trust Suarez, but. I feel like this is a fishy line tonight. I could see the Braves losing this game. But they're not. They're just not. No. I'm taking the Braves on the run line, man. I, I have faith in this team. I have faith in Max Freed. The only guy that I'm looking to play on the Phillies right now is JT Realmuto. I mentioned my props, and I am taking the Max Freed over. But I do freely admit that one is going to be testy. I feel good about everything. But I am starting to second-guess myself on the Max Freed K prop. There's just so yeah. many numbers that are pointing at the under. I just believe in the cockles of my heart that it, he's going to get six Ks. And I hope I'm right. Can we take I hope a quick you're break? wrong. All right. I got to, uh, I got to go with my dog of the day. I, I feel like, unfortunately, this is going to be a chalky dog today though. And I feel like a lot of people are going to like my Baltimore Orioles tonight against Corey Kluber. So you got Tampa Bay who, Pretty much owns Baltimore this season, except for when Corey Kluber's on the mound against them. So Tampa Bay playing some good baseball right now. Minus 125 is the price I have. Bet MGM here in D.C. The total is eight and a half. Kluber, six and five this year with a 3.73 ERA. The Rays, seven and three in their last 10 games. They've actually been hitting. They're averaging five runs per game over the last 10. They're hitting 256, and they've actually lost some dudes. They lost Wander Franco. They're a little bit beat up. They've been just as good on the mound during this winning streak. Uh, they got a 380 ERA. Kluber, three and one in four starts during the month of July with a 471 ERA, but 0 and two in three starts against my Orioles today. I'm going to take a shot with Baltimore on the money line. 
Man, I'm going to stay away from this game because it is scaring me. Uh, mm -hmm. But if I was to lean, I'd be leaning towards the Rays, uh, even with their injuries. Kluber has been pretty good this year. But yeah, this is this is going to be a big time stay away spot for me because I do think if there was a game that the Rays would drop in the series, it would be this game. Uh, we got the Padres, minus 160 favorites, opened at minus 170. Uh, I don't like the schedule spot, to be quite honest, with them taking on uh, the Mets last night, Sunday night baseball, short turnaround. They traveled to Detroit. The Tigers tonight, though, plus 135 with Hutchinson on the mound. And let's be honest, it's the uh, it's the Tigers. Like I said, tough schedule spot, but Manaya's been really good, actually. Gave up three runs, seven hits, two walks, and six innings against Arizona. Fourth quality start over his last five outings. Uh, also picked up consecutive wins for the first time all season long. So I, I feel like he's trending in the right direction. I can't. I just, I don't like the schedule spot, but I can't bet the Tigers. So it's a stay away for me and nothing with the total either. It's another stay away. Um, if anything, I might look to play the over, but honest to God, it's a stay away. Like you mentioned, tough travel schedule for the Padres. Um, had a tough game against the Mets as well. Uh, they are facing Hutchinson, who's got a four or five ERA and he's one and four. But again, I want to see how the Padres react first and I'll look to play them probably on Tuesday. I think I'm going to play a rare over in this game. We got the Guardians going against the Red Sox, and it is Pavetta against Pisa. I like it. I already, already got it. I like it. You got this one? I like it. No, no, I didn't have it until you mentioned it. I like this over. Um, as much as as much as much we make fun of the Red Sox, even their backup squad can score runs. They can score runs, and they can score runs. Once Pavetta's out of this game, this bullpen can give up runs with the best of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, and I don't, I don't think Pavetta is going to last in this game very much because guardians, man, they don't strike out. They're just a pesky offensive team. They don't do anything that other, other than like Jose Ramirez and Fran Mil Reyes, you know, they got some guys that can hit for some juice, but this team is just annoying to pitch to. And I think they're going to absolutely drive the Red Sox insane today. Yeah. And like Plesak on the, on the road this year, I mean, well, he's two and seven with a four Oh two ERA, his last start. He gave up six hits, two earned runs, and he only went three and two thirds. I mean, he's one and five on the road. He's not. He's not very good. Uh, and then you got Pavetta, who I do like, but he's gotten just lit up his last three starts. He's one and two. He's given up twenty combined earned runs. So I like the over in this game, and that's probably all I'll play. Uh, moving on, we got the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight taking on the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs hot. Cubs Sweet are back, baby. Cubs are back. <laughs> Minus one forty-five favorites tonight with Brubaker on the mound for Pittsburgh. Uh, Cubs, I don't know if we got a pitching change here. I It's Samson on the mound is who I got scheduled. 0-1 this year with a 3-3-4 ERA. Uh, Keegan Thompson, I thought, was it, it was his scheduled start. Uh, I guess not, though. Brubaker, nine career appearances, eight against the Cubs in this. He's 3-2 and two against the Cubs with a 2-8-7 ERA. I, I like the Cubs to stay hot, man. They beat up on the Phillies. They scored 21 runs the first two games of that series. Um, but with the pitching change, I don't know. This might be a stay away. From I don't me. know. Sam Samson's not too bad. He's got a, th I mean, a small sample size, but a three, three, four. And he's does, he's got one less left-handed bat to deal with that Vogel box gone. Yeah. I'm actually kind of liking the Cubs to get their fourth straight win here today on the run line. Oh. No, sorry. Not, not even the run line, the money line. I'm not, oh, never mind. The money line's at one minus one fifty, So I'd only have to be able to go yeah. on the run line. Never mind. Stay away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was actually planning on playing the Cubs. I was actually getting Brubaker, a little excited. Brubaker's been pretty solid against them in his career. I'll stay away. Uh, Rockies tonight, plus 165 dogs on the road, taking on the Brewers, minus 200 favorites. They got Ashby going against mm -mm. Freeland. Nothing here for me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
<clears throat> if anything, I'm looking at the Brewers on the run line, uh, of which you have a little value at plus 100. Uh, as you and I have always discussed, the the Rockies are dreadful on the road, especially if they run into uh, uh, really anybody on the road. Really, the only, oh, like you said, you, you found the stat. The only time to play the Rockies ever is at home against a lefty. If they got a lefty at home, yeah, go ahead and you play the Rockies. Outside of that, I, I stay away from the Rockies. Uh, I would want plus money to play either of these teams. The Angels, the Royals, Syndergaard against Granke. This might be an under game for me, if anything, with the total being an eight. I could see like a 3-2 game. I, I want nothing to do with either of these teams the rest of the season. I'm season. actually going to disagree with you on this one. I'm looking okay. at an over in this game. Um, and you got Granky on the mound. You know he can give up some runs. Uh, I already liked the home run-up prop for Otani at plus 425. I was surprised I got that much value. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, y- you know the Angels can give up runs. Walsh has been swinging the bat really, really well. Uh, Adele's been swinging the bat okay. But both these teams have some guys that can put some runs on the board, and you know what the Angels pitching staff is bringing out here. Uh, borderline nothing. I- I'm looking to play the over in this actual game. I know, I can't believe I'm saying it too, but I'm looking to play the over in this ballgame. I want to bet the Astros tonight, but they're minus 250 favorites on the road against the A's. I was looking at the first five with Odorizzi going against Oller. I mean, the, the guy that they're throwing out there tonight, the A's, 0-3 with the 8-5-6 ERA. Going against the Strohs, who are on a tear right now. But even the first five is minus 200, so nothing there for me. Nope, not a thing. I don't even know what the line currently is. I'm assuming it's minus 350 at this moment. It's going to get ridiculous. Uh, Giants tonight. The Giants, 48-47. and 47. Not the season that they had last year, obviously. Take it on the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have come back down to earth a little bit. 42 and 53. Junis against Gilbert. My only play here would be the Giants uh, on the money line, just because the price is minus 135. They are the better team, but I'm not running out to bet this game. Me neither. This is a tough series. Uh, yeah. The Giants have not been great on the road. Their offense has been a little bit down. Uh, and the question is, another team, not unlike the Boston Red Sox, are the Giants sellers? The Giants are not far out of this either. As we currently sit, the Giants are currently, let's take a look right now, they are currently with their 48 and 47 season. They're two games out of a wild card spot. So we're sitting here talking about the Giants and whether or not they're buyers or sellers. They're not far off from being a competing baseball club. Yeah. Um but if they wanted to be sellers, obviously they have some pretty damn good pieces they can move out. But they should be buyers, man. They should be in the Juan Soto sweepstakes. No, they really should, man. They really should. Um, I, I'm going to play a Juan Soto home run prop. Should have did that during the prop section. I just saw the number. We're getting plus 425. I know it's oh, against Gosselin. But how, how else am I playing this game tonight? I have to watch it because it's one of uh, two games that we get at 10 p.m. With the other being Rangers-Mariners. So Dodgers are minus 300 favorites tonight. Uh, the total, eight and a half, minus 115 to the under. That'd be the only thing I could play. I, I want nothing to do with it. Okay, I got two picks on this game. I mentioned them in the first uh, segment yeah. of, obviously, the Dodgers on the alternate run line, which means they have to win by three runs. I got that at plus 100. They're going to win yeah. by 10. Uh, and Tony Gonsolin, over 18 and a half outs, not strikeouts, over 18 and a half outs at plus 125. I think he's going to go into the seventh. I'm going to play that. That's a good pick right there. I like the pitching outs more than I like the strikeouts these days with the props, to be honest. Uh, Last game of the night, we get the Texas Rangers, 43-51 and on the season, taking on the Mariners. Tough series against the Astros, but like you said in the opening segment, they battled all weekend. Flexing on the mound is the only reason I haven't bet this game yet. 6-8 and with a 3.79 ERA going against Otto, 4-6 and with a 5.40. It would be Mariners or pass for me, minus 155, with a uh, lean to the over, 8.5. 
You know what? I'm playing the Mariners. I like so this I. spot for the Mariners. Yeah. I like this spot for the Mariners. I'm going to follow Flexen today. I'm taking them on the run line, plus 135. I think, uh, listen, again, I know they got swept by the Astros, but they fought. They fought hard, and I dug it. I'm all over them. I'm going with the Mariners run line. I just want to wait and make sure J-Rod and Jesse Winker are in the lineup just because there were some questions maybe mm-hmm. about that. But as long as they are, that's that's probably my favorite play of the day, to be honest with you. And I think Flexen will be just fine. That and then the Max Freed under strikeout. So say a prayer, even though you're going against that. Going Ooh, against that's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm freely admitting that this that is a that I'm most excited for that prop tonight because I don't know where it's going to hit. The line is set perfectly. Um, the last thing before we get out of here, because we do have one series starting tomorrow that has uh, made some headlines because it's the Cardinals traveling to Toronto. They're going to take on the Blue Jays, the early look ahead line. You got the Blue Jays minus 165 favorites without Goldschmidt and Arenado. And with the way that the Blue Jays are swinging the bats right now, are we just we play a series price or something yeah, on that? Do you I, like the I, Blue Jays? I will be I will be fading the Cardinals the entire series, the entire series. You literally just ripped out. Not not the two best offensive pieces. Really, the only offensive pieces. I mean, they, they, it's a good lineup. You got Bader in there. You got other good guys. But at the end of the day, this lineup is based around two people, and neither are going to Canada. Mm-hmm. Completely agree, man. All right, well, that'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. Where are you going to be at this week? Where can the people find you? I know that everybody's on vacation, it seems, with the company, so it seems like you'll be doing a lot of hosting. Mm-hmm. I, you can catch me this week on BetQL Daily. I hosted this morning. I'll be hosting on Tuesday and again on Friday. You can also catch me on uh, Bally Sports Live on the Line. I'll be co-hosting that show on Thursday and Friday as well. Not to mention, you can check out my other podcast, Big Time Baseball. We'll be recording an episode tomorrow with myself and the wonder famous John Heyman and then of course uh BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL and on Saturday join me on Bet for the Cycle and of course our producer Hayton Ass Mario will be along for the ride and I don't know apparently Rob Brown's not going to be there this week you doing anything Saturday uh I don't think I am oh you know what I think I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm, I'm I, let me see I think I'm hosting uh early odds for Joe Ostrowski out in I, Chicago, six seventy well, the score. What are the what are the odds? I hosted early odds last week and then went on and did bet for the cycle. Perhaps Ryan Horvat might be pulling some double duty this weekend with me. Hey, as long as they cut the check, I'll be there. Or Let's maybe go. Just, or maybe they could just maybe they could just pay for my parking because I do pay three hundred dollars to go to work. Unfortunately, uh, hey, that's uh, another day. Uh, at MGM tonight. That's where you can catch me tonight, <laughs> seven to eleven p.m. Eastern. See ya. Say it. Beat it. That is awesome.